All right, we are live, episode 53. I got some new lights in here. It's not doing much for me. I'm still about a four, uh, but I got new lights and that makes me feel good. So I got Todd Gibson, Yerbe. I got Julie Suntrup, Day Three Labs. Hello. Hey, hey, how you doing? Hey guys, good to see you. Doing well. Todd, we get right into it. We're talking drinks. Yeah. But for those that don't know, give us a little bit about your bay. Tell us when it started. Ah, there we go. And what is the story? So uh, back in 2016, Carrie, my wife and I, she's, a, she's an entrepreneur of her, of her own. We decided that we wanted to get back into the beverage business. So um, we, were, we were exploring just healthier alternatives back at the time in 2016. We just didn't find anything that fit our lifestyle and what we were looking for. We love sparkling water. We loved energy drinks. We loved yerba mate. Long and short as we figured out how to bring all of those together into a clean, simple, plant-based, healthy-for-you alternative beverage that will give you a natural uplift by using the quality ingredients that, are, that, are, that we deliver uh, in our products. And uh, we're very excited about the brand, the platform, and the, the market response. You know, when we started, we, we said, hey, Look, we're going to create this for ourselves, and then we hope that others would love it. And what we found is we sold 10 million cans in, you know, just a little under three years. So there are some consumers that are feeling that same that same effect that we were. Give us the year that 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 it started. I'm sorry, what was that? Give us the year it started. 2017 is when we launched. 2017, it launched. What was the first thing that you did? Uh, give us just a description of was it. A uh, couple thousand cases, uh, and where were you at, and where did those cases go first? Yeah, no, our, our very first retailer in the nation was a retailer called Rayleigh's in Sacramento, and we bottled our, our product right there at a bottling company called NorCal Bottling in Sacramento, and, uh, and we signed on our first distributor at the time was a company called Sicani Distributing, and, and they're still doing exceptionally well. As a matter of fact, they're our fastest growing distributor even still today. And, um, and it all started in Sacramento, California. We live down here in Scottsdale, Arizona. Strange enough, you'd think we'd started here, but we kind of have a water issue in Arizona. So we kind of have to bring it in from California. So it, it, uh, we talk uh, ingredients oftentimes in here. Uh, so it being the first ingredient being water, uh, I would assume, um, what are the core ingredients? You had said it made, it made up something special. Give us the core ingredients so that we, we can sort of taste it. I mean, we have, we have seven total ingredients in our product. Uh, so it's not, it's not a long nutritional fact panel that's on there. Uh, we have water, right? We've got yerba mate. We've got white tea. We've got citric acid. So we've got a little stability and a little flavor punch. Um, we've got the natural flavor um, as well as um, in our 16 ounce, we have some stevia in there to give it a little more flavor pop. In our 12 ounce, we don't have any stevia in there. So, um, so we keep our ingredients clean, all non-GMO verified ingredients uh, from the ground up in this one. And, uh, and we want to make sure that uh, what we're delivering, we're proud to give to our family, our friends, as well as to our consumers. A lot of people getting into the beverage business, right? Um, and, and this has been going on forever, but I'm just talking now in, in all types of verticals. We could even be talking coffee. Uh, we're, talking, um, we're talking teas. We're talking waters. We're talking juices. We're talking sports energy drinks. Um, it's just like in all the other categories in food and beverage, it's competitive. I mean, oftentimes people are like, oh, I'm in a competitive space. No, everybody's in a competitive space. Well, for sure. You came from 
a, a big player previous to your bay, and, and I believe your wife did as well. Um, what do you think were the core fundamentals? What did you bring into the business? This could be for somebody who's watching and wants to get into this specific category. What do you think are two or three fundamentals that you brought in that at least could alleviate some of the hurdles? Team, strategy, and the resources, and resources are not just money. Right, it's uh, it's the it's the capabilities of the team and and what comes around with that team, right? In our particular case, we had a strong tie with Flavor Houses to help us develop the flavor profile of our brand. We had strong ties with the bottlers to help us bottle it. Most of the companies, beverage companies that launch, right? You guys, you guys know this. There's there's about a thousand new beverage entries every year, but only ten percent of those actually make it to year two. And of the 10% that make it to year two, only 1% of it ever crosses $5 million in sales. That so. is an unbelievable number. And I'm really glad that you actually pointed it out. Um, again, another topic we often talk about is uh, how many make it or don't, or the headlines that are actually out there. We're, we're often so enamored with the big headlines but the ones that never make it are the majority. And that's a lot of times what I talk about is on any, on the platforms, people are coming for just the honesty, right? We're talking transparency. This is a difficult business. There are far more that fail than succeed. So the resources or just sort of value add that we're trying to provide is just that. It's here's what it looks like getting into the market. Here's what it looks like getting into your category. Listen to these different people who are actually doing it. Not ones that maybe are writing checks and the like or, or things like that, but just people who are actually doing it. So with that said, let's maybe get into 19. What did the business look like in 2019 so that we have some sort of framework? Yeah, sure. So as we, as we entered into 2019, we were roughly about 4,000, 4,500 locations. We were trying to stay strategically West Coast and had, uh, had just recently opened up Chicago, Minneapolis, and Wisconsin at that point in 2019. Um, the way we approach the marketplace is we, we look for like a beachhead, right? A meaningful reason to be in that marketplace. So I'll take Chicago because in 2019, that was, our, that was our largest expansion there. We had uh, just secured an authorization with Jewel, who is the market leader in Chicago. And then we said, okay, if we're gonna go into Chicago, what, what else do we need to make sure that that business is supported? So we, we started finding all the independent grocery retailers around it, as well as we secured a Circle K authorization for, the, for that Midwest region right there. And, um, and our, our business doubled that year but not by chasing double the amount of territory or double the amount of accounts. Um, and that was, that was the nice thing. We were getting higher VPOs out of existing retailers and, um, and we're, we were getting more consumer engagement, both online as well as uh, live in store. So that was, that was very unique. And then, uh, you know, we ended up closing the year just around $4 million in sales. And, uh, and now this year we grew right through COVID and, um, and you know, we're going to be up 45% by the end of the year. It's fantastic. I, I love that. Any type of growth story is fantastic. And yeah, you talk about um, what's important, which is it's not how many doors, it's the ones you're in and what are you doing with them? Oftentimes people don't realize you can just double up your revenue in the exact same door counts that you're in if you focused on them and treated them like a partnership and worked on your velocity. 
Velocity is key. Velocity is key. Velocity is key. Um, sorry. Don't the right door. Don't, don't forget about <laughs> the right door. It is the right door. No. And, and again, we, we and again, I talk just from now my experience too, getting my ass kicked, having 18 months early to, to figure it out. And then the last couple of years, still figuring it out, but at least I have and then an taking in the learnings, right? It's about the, the partners that are going to work for you and work with you and have the consumer that actually is going to be your consumer. Okay. Not the ones that you may be thinking, oh, it's, it's everybody. No, that's untrue. Uh, it's, uh, it's soccer moms, uh, maybe. It's kids. May figure out who the core consumer is and then tackle that with the particular retailer and then hook up. Yeah. Well, Mark, I'll, I'll tell you, you know, here we are, we're three plus years later since we launched the company. And honestly, we're still trying to figure out who our consumer is, is as much as I would love to say we've nailed it. And we know who our consumer is. That consumer trend has changed so much. Our, our brand does well in grocery, but all we do really well in Seesaw, right? And now all of a sudden we have this emerging food service business. So you've got, you've got white collar, blue collar, right? grocery and this intersection with our brand we seem to be crossing a lot which is, which makes us feel really good about the brand that we've created and that it can affect multiple platforms and be very omni-channel but we've also gotten it wrong in some of those omni-channels we've gone into stores that we shouldn't have gone into because we didn't have the brand presence in a local marketplace and you know We've made our fair share of mistakes like every other company. It's a great, great comment, and everybody appreciates that. Everybody appreciates the learning pieces, the moments that, pe pe again, he's doing it. Him and his wife are doing it. Their team is doing it. They're saying, this is what we've been doing. This works. This doesn't work, because that's what business is. A bunch of failures that you just got to tackle and absorb and maneuver on the next iteration. So uh, let's talk cash. Sure. Cashola. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was going to come up with like four names. I just couldn't do it. it I, I'm moving at like, like really, really, what would I consider a low pace today? I don't know why. I had a pretty darn good work. I need to get, I need to get my, my, kid, my son's over there. You know, I, I, I got 20 things going on. I, my kid can't get wrapped around my brain here. Okay. Uh, you are crowdfunding. I call it crowdfunding. Um, you guys are, uh, and I, I'll try to get a link or when, when we post this, we're going to put it, maybe throw it in the comments or whatever, right? You're great because it's on the website. It's, it really is everywhere. You're pushing it out. Give us a little bit of the description of that particular raise and why you chose to go that route. Yeah. So, uh, so, so far to date, our company has raised over $6 million, uh, whether it's carrier I that's funded the business or our partners that, that, uh, that are invested with us. And um, we came to this intersection, the same unique circumstance that everybody's dealing with, with COVID. And we decided that we hear from our consumers daily, talking about how much they love our brand, talking about how they're subscribed on Amazon, they're buying it every day at Wawa, they're buying it every day at whatever their local retailer is that they're shopping at. And we decided that we wanted to open the opportunity for anybody to invest into our company at this point. And um, so we, de we decided to embark on this and it's an SEC regulated crowdfunding raise. So it's called the Reg CF, according to the SEC, 
you can raise up to $1 million total. Now, if we get there, great through Reg CF, but that's not, that's not the intent. The intent is just to allow our participants, the people that are our most loyal customers and advocates, to jump on board and, uh, and join us on this adventure with our company. And uh, so that's why, that's why we decided to do that. And, and that will be a short-term bridge to get us to our next funding round, which we anticipate will open up sometime around April or May next year. Great comment. Again, uh, again, another snapshot. You need money uh, in this business. There are multiple ways. I've always talked about that. You can go brick by brick, uh, you know, $1 to two, two to four, four to eight. Uh, at a local store and five stores and seven stores and one farmer's market and uh, throw your website up there, do a test without a bunch of money, see if anybody cares, um, see if anybody's buying it besides your mom and your sister. Uh, that's always important to find out early. Um, could be a brother. I don't know. I usually just, I grew up with moms and sisters, so it's just kind of my go-to. Sorry about that all the time. Guys. Um, let's then close this up on your bay as far as uh, 2020, I, I'd almost like to jump over because we know we're in October 2020. We feel things opening up. Um, we have a feel good moment right now. I don't know why it just feels good. Uh, you know, things are happening. How about 2021 October? What does Year Bay look like? Well, we have a we have a giant feel good moment that's happening right now for our company. You know, pre COVID, our number one customer was actually Facebook. Right. And of course, Facebook has shut down their offices, Intel, Microsoft, Google, you name it, they all shut down. All of that business went away. That was, those were amazing customers for our company. Um, but we have a feel good moment that just happened. And I just put up a post just the other day in New York City, um, micro markets are starting to come back. And um, so we just, uh, we, we just secured our first of many canteen placements. And if, for those of you that aren't familiar with canteen, canteen is the office building retail store. And um, in our particular case, it went from 300 stores in New York to now, as of today, we're gonna be in over 4,000 canteen micro markets between the West Coast and the East Coast, delivered by Vistar and, uh, and Pepsi in, the, in, in a handful of select markets out in the East. And, we're really excited because it brings the product in a captive audience to where the consumer, you know, they, they, they typically have Coke or Pepsi to buy and now they'll have Coke, Pepsi or your Bay. It's like the alternatives. So it's incredible. And we see our business. We we're calling as of right now, a 65% increase over this year for next year's sales in 2021. That's I like you. We're, we're going to be. I so, like you. Good, good, good. Conservative. I like you. Well, you just keep on keeping on, as they say, right? Building, building, the, building that ship. Uh, congratulations thus far. Uh, again, we'll get that up there. Let's point some people over to what you're doing with the crowdfunding and stuff like that. Um, and you and I will, of course, be wrapping uh, post show, uh, so I can find out what's up with you guys. Um, okay, Julie. It's nice to see you again. Uh, we were on together. We met a few weeks ago on something. There was a BevNet, maybe a BevNet. Yeah, office cool. hours. I got awesome. a good, I got a really good vibe from you. I said, you know what? We got to get Julie on here. Thank uh, you. Day Three Labs, give us that, uh, give us that uh, company. What are they all about? Yeah, 
so what I love about you, Mark, is you're all about innovation and bringing on people that are starting, you know, on these new ventures that are all about innovation and, and iterating on that. And that is exactly what Day3 Labs is. It's a house of innovation. And in our case, it's for CPG cannabinoid products. So specializing in the cannabis plant study and design and really studying the plant to develop products that aren't uh, necessarily, um, you know, that are necessarily better for you. So we talked a little bit about healthier alternatives with your bay and healthier for you products. We're designing products that are not only better for you, but smarter for you and backed and rooted in science. So we're headquartered in Denver, but we have Israeli-based science and research operations that are all about studying and leveraging the cannabis plant study for over 50 years and leveraging all of those learnings to design products that are just honestly um, good for you, better for your body that are, are helped help you with anything from immune defense to sleep to daily wellness to gut health and in any sort of product form that you can imagine from 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 gummies and popcorn and honey to to some sort of you know uh, maybe it's a medical device and you need a, a nebulizer unit formula so so anything related to science and backed by science very cool yeah i remember you explaining that before so um, day three labs, check them out. A good category, of course, to be in. I, 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 someone else, a previous show, same thing. Really great category. Immunity, better for you. Um, the, the sort of science type stuff, pulling plants and doing all this fun and exciting stuff. And uh, yeah. I, think, I think it's a great category. So everyone check that out with Julie. Todd, Yerbe, appreciate having you both on. To health and to happiness. <laughs> Let's preach the latter a lot. We all need it. Sometimes we're down, but let's be happy. And let's let everybody be happy. Be good. Peace. Namaste.